of God's word. Brother Josh will be coming out of one verse, Nahum chapter 1 verse 7. This is the word of the Lord. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. He knows those who take refuge in him. They will be blessed by the reading and now hearing of God's holy word. You may be seated. Good morning. I'm going to do a volume check. Make sure y'all can hear me. All right. <laughs> so what did you say there? <laughs> There's always one. There's always one. Right. All right. Um, first things first, before we, we jump into the word, I want to say a very special thank you to all the veterans in the room, um, the ones that are with us now, the ones that have gone before us. Uh, definitely thank you for your service to our country. I appreciate it. Um, and everybody always knows this to be true, that the Air Force is always the best. <laughs> also known as the Chair Force, I take that, but it's perfectly fine. I'm not biased at all. The Air Force is the best. We fly y'all in and we come get y'all. Come take your way out. <laughs> So that's the best, right? And we push the button for the missile to drop. There you go. <laughs> the best paid. That's true. That is true. All right. Um, as Pastor Pastor read, um, Nahum one seven. That's the verse for today. I'm gonna pause for a quick prayer, and then we're gonna dive into just this one verse. Just this one verse. Uh, Father God, we're coming now again saying thank you, Lord. Lord, thank you for all that you've done for us. Thank you for your guidance and your patience and your love and your peace, Lord. Lord, thank you for just being good to us even when we're not always good to you. When we fall short, when we sin, Lord, you are still gracious and good and, and patient and merciful to us, Lord. We thank you for that. I can't do anything without you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Psalm 34, 1 says, I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praises shall continually be in my mouth. I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praises shall continually be in my mouth. I'll repeat it one more time. I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praises shall continually be in my mouth. So when you think about that verse, what happens when all your praise and, and when you, I will bless the Lord at all times, all times means all time, even when there's bad things in our life. So does that verse really hold weight when it comes to the bad times, the troublesome times, when you lost a loved one or, or when you get in an argument or, or when you have things that don't go quite right? Or maybe when there's a separation, a disagreement for whatever reason, whether it's in the church or in your own family, can you still bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be? Can you continually have praise even when there's bad times? We will answer that question today. We will answer that question today. And that's found in Nahum chapter 1, verse 7. And if you want to pin a title to this text today is called He's 
been good. Very simple title. He's been good. Now, as you think about it, we live in a day in a day and age that we are very blessed. If we could be honest, we are very blessed in this church. We are very blessed in this uh, United States of America. We're very blessed to have the military and the support all around the United States. We who believe or, or we who live after Bethlehem and after Calvary, we are the ones that we have the benefits of life after an empty tomb. We who are familiar with the exceeding amount of grace of the Lord our God should not have any doubt that God has been good to us. God has provided us with the complete Bible, Genesis all the way to Revelation. And we know what will happen in the end, thanks to Revelations, right? But God has prepared a place for us in eternity. Yet, knowing all of this, we still struggle, if we could be honest, struggle with our day-to-day lives. And we sometimes act like God has done nothing for us. We act like he has turned his back on us, like, like God would just take up his stuff, take up his toys and, and all his blessings and just walk away from us. Well, I woke up this morning just to remind you and, and tell others that God is good. Just as simple as that. God is good. And I hear all the time, and all the time, God is good. He's good all the time. Despite all that we have done, God is still good. All the bad things that we've done, he's still good. He has been good to us even when we haven't been good to him. Even when we sin and fall short of his glory. Even when we deny him. Even when we turn into Peter and and deny him three times right at the campfire. Even though we have been bad, God returns to us good. Now, let's, let's look at this book of Nahum. See, the book of Nahum is a collection of poems announcing the downfall of Assyria. The Assyrians rose to great power, and they were known for destroying every enemy that they come to face. You see, Nineveh is the capital city of Assyria. Do y'all remember Nineveh? Yeah, yeah. God sent Jonah to Nineveh, to preach to them about their, because of their corruption. Now, we all know in, in Bible study and Sunday school that Jonah refused to go to Nineveh. He went the other way. And because of, because of what he knew and by him preaching to them, he knew that they would come to repentance. But he didn't want to preach to the, to the Assyrians and to those in Nineveh because he knew if he preached, they would come to repentance. But they were bad people, so he was God in his own mind, and wanted to judge the people before God gave them the opportunity to repent. And because of this, he went the wrong way, and we all know the end of the story. Jonah rebelled and, and decided to go to Joppa. But on his way to Joppa, a large fish swallowed him whole. And Jonah, at that point, had a change of heart and decided to follow God's direction. And therefore, Nineveh, and he went to Nineveh, and he preached the repentance sermon. As a result, God saved the entire city. Now, fast forward 140 years from this time, from the time of of Jonah, Nineveh is back in the news. They're back to their old ways, and they're back to disobeying God's word. Now, Nahum is now given the task of informing the people of Nineveh not to to, to a place of repentance, but that 
they will come, he's coming with some bad news that they will be conquered. And the city will be destroyed because of their disobedience. Two men of God bringing two different messages. Jonah brought a message of repentance, and Nahum bringing a message of judgment. Although Nahum's message of judgment is full of anger, doom, and gloom, there's one bright spot nestled in the middle of the first chapter in the book of Nahum. is verse 7. It shines like a bright light in a very dark room. And this goes to show us that no matter how dark your situation may be, I come here to tell you that the Lord is still good. Right, Logan? The Lord is still good. And we will see his goodness in this morning in three very simple points. The first point that we will see is in his divine assurance. In his divine assurance. As I read the verse here, it says, The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. And he knows those who take refuge in him. Let's focus on the first part there. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. And we have divine assurance knowing that the Lord is good. No matter how dark our situation is, we can be rest assured in knowing and we, we know that the Lord is good. No matter how bleak our outcome may seem, the Lord is good. No matter how broken your heart may be, the Lord is good. It may seem like the enemy may have upper hand, but the Lord is still good. He's been too good to us, church, for us to sit here and to act like he has not done anything for us. And like we've made it this far on our own. You would be simply lying to yourself. I can't make it any better than that. You would be lying to yourself to think that the good things that you have done and, and the place that you are in life right now, that it's because of your own merit. No, it's because the Lord is good. And the skeptic in the room is saying that if God is so good, I hear you, I hear you. If God is so good, then why does bad things happen to me? Why does bad things happen in this world? If God was so good, why would he allow X, Y, Z to happen? If God was so good, why would he allow these things to happen in our life? Well, the Bible says in Matthew 5, 45, it states that God reigns on the just and the unjust. So just because bad things happen in our life, it doesn't mean that God is bad because Romans 8, 28 also states that all things work together for the good. All things means all things. All things means all things. You see, let me give you a quick quick um, analogy or, or story here to kind of drive home this point that all things means all things. You see, my grandmother was, I believe, the smartest and wisest person to live this earth. And, and my grandmother loved to bake cakes. She would make all kinds of different cakes. I mean, red velvet and the chocolate and the vanilla. That's probably why I'm as big as I am now because she would make some good cakes, right? I'm just thinking about my grandmother and making those cakes. But one day, I was having a real bad day. I mean, one of those days that I just was, was just all over the place. I couldn't get things right. I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. My, my shoes were on backwards. My socks was inside out. I just was having a one of them days, right? It was like a bad hair day. 
It is what it is, right? <laughs> I don't have those anymore, but I still have bad days. <laughs> it was a long time ago, right? But my grandmother always knew what to say. She would always know what to say at the very precise time that I needed to hear it. So I was, I was sitting at the kitchen table, and I was just spilling all my guts, spilling my beans, just crying. Grandma, I'm having a bad day. And she was like, okay, baby, okay. I, I hear you, baby. I hear you, uh-huh. And she started wrestling around in the kitchen. And I'm like, Grandma, don't, don't you hear me? I, I'm having a bad day. She's like, yeah, I hear, I hear you, baby. So she started grabbing some ingredients from the pantry, and, and she grabbed some spoons from the drawer. And I'm like, Grandma, are you listening to what I'm saying? Mom, I'm telling you, my, my girlfriend broke with me. I'm doing all I, I don't, I, I'm, I'm a mess. A very bad day. And she said, baby, she grabbed some flour, and she said, she got a spoonful of flour. She said, baby, here, eat, eat, eat this. I'm like, nah, Grandma, I don't. You're not listening, and now you're trying to feed me some flour. Um, what's going on? No, I don't want the flour. Grandma, I'm good. Um, I want something else, but not, not flour. And she said, okay, well, well, how about this 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 baking soda? No, Grandma, again, I don't, I don't, I don't want the baking soda. Um, well, well, how about this this sugar here? You want some sugar? I'm like, yeah, okay. I'll take some sugar. Not too much because my mom's going to get on to me, but I'll take some sugar. And she began to take those ingredients, and she put them together. And, and, and she wound, stirred them up in that, in that pot. And, and then she put them in a pan and she baked those ingredients. And if you know anything about baking those ingredients together, and there's some other things, some flour and, and baking soda, all those things, you put those together and you warm it up for about an hour, what comes out of that oven is a cake. It's a wonderfully baked chocolate cake. And that's what I wanted to, to have was the cake, but it was the ingredients of the flour and, and the baking soda and the sugar. Some things I want and some things I don't want individually. But if you put those things together, you get a wonderful cake. All things means all things. All things work together for the good. There may be some flour in your life that you really don't want, but it all works together for the good. There may be some baking soda in your life that you really don't want individually, but it all works together for the good. And we love the sugar, right? We want the sugar in life. That's the good things in life. We love that. But when you put them all together, all things work together for our good. So when you have those flower days, when you have those baking soda days, remember that God is working something in my life. And when you apply some heat to it, eventually it will come together for God's good. I'm telling you, my grandma was wise in her years, wise in her years. Now, even though those ingredients, like I said, all come together for the good. Now, when God can take those individual bad days and make something great out of it, this God's assurance, his divine assurance, that he will never leave us nor forsake us. He cares about everything that we do. So no matter how bad the situation may seem, God can still use it for our good. That's the divine assurance. Next, we will see his divine assistance, the divine assistance. The Lord is good, but now we will see that he's a stronghold in the day of trouble, a stronghold in a day of trouble. Now, in the world that we live in today, trouble is always present. I mean, you could click on every news channel, no matter the time of day, and you will understand and see how troubled the world is. If it's not Right next door, it could be around the corner. If it's not around the corner, it could be overseas. If it's not overseas, it could be down the street. If it's not down the street, it could be in the White House. Whatever the case may be, there's trouble, a very present trouble, 
everywhere. But it's good to know that we serve a God that, ha- that is a stronghold in the time of trouble. Now, what does the word stronghold mean? You see, the word stronghold means a fortified place. Y'all may know it as a foxhole, somewhere that a fortified place, a place that you can go in the day of a tr- or in time of a trouble. Now, this is a place of security when you need security the most. Some people think that they will be safe if they have enough money, right? If they have enough money. So they say, well, if I have in my bank accounts and my stocks and other tangible assets, but money cannot protect us from God's judgment. That's not a stronghold. Some people may think, well, you know, maybe I'm safe or I'm, I'm shielded against heartbreak, failure, sin, and disease. While others may say, well, if I'm safe, then it's because of their education or their personal talents. You see, it doesn't matter how many degrees you have. We all are subject to a sudden reversal of fortune. It's only one pink slip away from losing our mind. We could be only one death certificate away, one divorce decree, one bankruptcy, one small item or, or decree that's sent our way that could send us off the rails and think that it's that God has forgotten us or left us behind. Sometimes we even think that it's our family, our friends, and our business connections. But this foundation is built on how friends and family feel about you. And we all know about friends and family. We're going to see them in a couple of weeks. Sometimes friends and family are with you, but in the other times they might be going against you. So they could be finicky and, and, and not foundational at best. But thanks be to God that he's our safety net. And he is the one that we can rely on when all other things have gone away. When your money is gone, when your family connection, when your degrees all fall short, there's a God who's a stronghold in the day of trouble, who's willing to to be in that foxhole with you, who's willing to fight and fight on your behalf because he is good and that he's a stronghold in a time of trouble. A God who will be a very present help in the time of trouble. I, I, I can look at it like our God is like a strong umbrella in the time of a storm. He's much more than an umbrella, but he's a strong umbrella in a time of storm. You could be in the rain, and it will be storming, and your feet may get a little wet. But thanks be to God that he's protecting you. He's covering you from being consumed by the rain. You can feel the wind blow. You can feel the rain. You see the rain but you're not consumed by it. That's the stronghold that we, that's the stronghold, the type of God that we, we, we serve. He's, he's a fortified protection that will keep us in the time of trouble. And we can rest in knowing that he will assist us when we need him the most. Last point, and we'll, we'll, I'll take my seat here. We saw the divine assurance, and then we saw the divine assistance. Now, lastly, we will see his divine acquaintance his divine acquaintance, and he knows those who take refuge in him, and he knows those who take refuge in him. You see, in the day of trouble, there's always a decision that we must make. You must decide in whom or in what will you trust. Where where am I going to go in the time of trouble, or who or what can I count on in the time of my despair? What can I cling to in this life that's unstable? Who will I depend on 
when trouble or hard times come. The last part of this verse tells us that the Lord knows those who, those who take refuge in him. You see, the King James Version says it best here. He says, he knows them that trust in him. He knows them that trust in him. In other words, he is acquainted with them that knows the Lord. Question, do you know the Lord like this? Are you familiar with the Lord? Do you spend time in his word? Do you spend time talking to him in prayer? Do you have a special place where there's no distractions like a TV or, or a phone that will pull you away from the Lord? Do you have a place that you can go where it's just you and the Lord, a place that you can have an intimate, deep conversation with the Lord and you can share the things that are on your heart? Do you have a place that you can go to? I know him because I trust in him, and I have no reason not to trust in him. And you may think that you have a reason because you have forgotten the benefits. You have forgotten the benefits. But when you remember what God has done for you and the time that he has brought you out time after time again, you don't need anyone to stir you up or to motivate you to remind you that God has been with you the whole time. Once you start thinking about what God has done for you, just take a few moments and think about the things that God has done and brought you out of. When your hand was in the cookie jar, guilty as charged and your mom walk in to turn the light on, your hand was in the cookie jar, but it was his grace and mercies that would not get you in trouble, but would say, it's okay, baby, just take your hand out of that cookie jar and go about your way. Or what? Let's, or, or better yet, take a cookie for your journey. It's God that provides for us. And these are the things that remind you that he has been good to us. And in, in those moments, you'll realize that the relationship with God is all that you need. Because he knows those that trust in him. He knows those that take refuge in him. If you don't know who I'm talking about, I'm talking about Jesus. Just as simple as put, the him in this verse is Jesus. You see, Jesus or God goes by many names. Similar to my daughter, Sophia. Last example, and, and I'll take my seat. My daughter, Sophia, also has many names. You see, some call her Sophia. Some call her Fia. Some call her Pukabeth. Some call her Baby. Some call her Runt Runt. And others call her Cutie Pie tiny person. There's all kind of many different names that Sophia can go by. And I, I'm, I'm sure I probably forgot a few, but there's a, one thing about Sophia's name that no matter what we call her, she will come a running because of our relationship with her. I know her and she knows us because she takes refuge in us. Because there's times when people like her big sister or her big brother that come and bother her from time to time. And if we call her, she comes running because there's refuge in us. You see, just like Sophia has many names, God also has many names. The first name that y'all may know him by is Jehovah Jireh, means the God that provides. Has God provided for you? The next name you may know him by is Jehovah Nisi, the God who fights my battle. Has he fought a battle for you from time to time? Jehovah Rapha, the one or the God that heals. Has he healed your body? 
Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is peace. He stood in a storm and peace was called to be still. But my favorite name for God is Jesus the Christ, which means the Messiah or the anointed one, the one that took our place over 2,000 years ago on the old rugged cross. And he died that Friday, that good Friday, that interesting why you would call Friday good by a person that died for us. Well, it was good for us that he died for us because it gave us access into a place that we have no business having access to. It was the goodness of God that died on that Friday to put him on the cross to take the sins of the world, my sins and your sins. And it's because of his goodness that he was resurrected on that Sunday morning to give us access into heaven. And it's because of that access and because of those many things that I presented today that God has been good to us. So when troubles come, when trials and tribulations come, and I guarantee you they will come, but when they arise, just remember who has been good to you. And let's not blame God for the things that are bad on us, but give us a heart to be thankful to God that I will bless his name in all things. I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Even when the bad times come, even when there's separation and dissension and, and divisiveness and, 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 and people that, that, can, that stab you in the back and, 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 and smile in your face, it doesn't matter that God is still good. In the midst of everything that's going on in your life right now, I want to remind you and encourage you that God is still good. And he's been good. He's been good. Let us pray. Father God, we come in now just saying thank you, Lord. Lord, thank you for your goodness and your grace and your mercy, Lord. Lord, thank you for guiding and protecting us and keeping us, Lord. Lord, thank you for reminding us that even in the times that, that are overwhelming at times, even when the floods come like, like, a, like, a, 